Now, our former president, Nelson Mandela, said there can be no keener revelation in of, of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. And this week is Child Protection Week. And joining us on the official drive now live to tell us more about this and talk about it is social worker Julie Gopal. Welcome, Julie. How are you doing? I am good, thanks. And thank you for having me back. Um, good afternoon to your listeners. Always a pleasure to have you on, Julie. Now, let's begin by asking you, well, this year, the theme is uh, let us protect children in COVID-19 and beyond. Maybe you can unpack this for us. So Child Protection Week is done annually to raise awareness on the rights of children. So many people would use a green ribbon to show um, care and support during Child Protection Week. There's lots of advocacy around children's rights and responsibilities. There's talks in schools and the community. And also there's lots of media coverages, basically to let the, the general public know some of the resources um, that is available to a child that's in need of care and support. So as you said, the theme this year is let's protect children in COVID-19 and beyond. Um, unfortunately, Lloyd, um, I think the issue now with the fact that, um, you know, we're on lockdown, um, we've not been able to do it to the extent that we would have liked to advocate. Um, but I think it's important to, to still speak about this because it's something that we need to do, not just now, but it's something that we have to continue to do um, for our kids. Um, there's a couple of things that I do want to mention, uh, one of which is um, the fact that people are feeling very vulnerable there's poverty, there's inability to take care of their family, there's overcrowding, and now there's access to alcohol, which can escalate stress and conflict uh, in the home. At the moment, there's been an increase in gender-based uh, violence since the lockdown. And so this also places our children at risk of abuse and neglect. Um, we're finding that a lot of the parents are now returning to work, and some of them actually don't have you know, caregivers. Um, to take care of their children. So, so you're going to find that kids are going to be left alone or left with an older sibling. And this can place our children at risk um, if, if people are aware that they are by themselves. And uh, I remember this African proverb, um, which it takes a village to raise a child. And this has so much meaning right now because it's not just going to take one person. It's mm. going to have to be a community effort where everyone needs to get involved and, uh, you know, report abuse um, if, if they actually see, you know, see things that uh, need to be reported. Julie, how difficult can it be for children who feel they have no one to turn to? Um, I think this is one of the things that is a huge concern because right now many of the kids probably are looking at their parents and seeing how stressed they are right now in terms of the crisis and what's going on. And so they might not even want to burden their the, the parents with something, and they might not want to talk about it. Um, there's also the concern that kids might feel alone in the sense that if they do disclose the abuse to someone, uh, whether that uh, parent or, or caregiver is actually going to believe them if the perpetrator is known to the child and the family. Um, the other reason that you find that children might feel like they have no one or might not be able to speak is um, the perpetrator might either have threatened them to either hurt them or their family members if they report the matter to them. Now, abuse or violations can take many forms, Julie. Uh, what are some of the signs that family members or community members need to look out for? Because as well, bystander intervention plays a key role in this, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Um, I just like, would like to like kind of briefly discuss some of the abuse that you're mentioning. 
Um, just so that the listeners can be aware of this, um, you get physical abuse, abuse, which is kicking, burning, biting, etc. You get neglect, which is failure to provide uh, basic needs in terms of food, clothing, shelter, medical care, etc. Um, sexual abuse, which is rape, molesting. Uh, emotional abuse is when someone makes you feel unworthy, constantly making you feel um, feel um, unloved. And some of the signs that people need to be on a lookout. Um, and, and I do want to stress that, you know, obviously it's not generalized that different kids would have experienced different things. But just some things to be mindful of is unexplained bruises, broken bones, burns. Um, children may withdraw from family and friends. Uh, flinch when being touched, anxious, afraid, feel like something bad is going to happen, display sexual knowledge uh, or behavior inappropriate for that child's age, and some kids may have nightmares, uh, may start bedwetting, there might be a change in their mood or appetite, and with neglect you might see maybe unkept uh, appearance or malnutrition. So, So these are some of the things that people can actually be on the lookout for. Now, Julie, stigma. We often hear that cases are not reported because of stigma. And the stereotypes, unfortunately, still exist in society today. Is that the case in your experience? I think there is an element. We've definitely come a long way, but I can't say that, you know, it doesn't exist because people really believe if they don't talk about it, then it doesn't exist. Um, And you find very often... If the abuser um, or the perpetrator is somebody that's close to the family, where there's incest or somebody that's known, people don't want to report it because there's lots of embarrassment. So then it becomes a secret. Um, and obviously, it's going to have huge concerns later on for their child because they're not going to be able to get the necessary help that they would uh, require. Now, are there any other reasons why cases might not uh, get reported, Julie? Um... You know, a couple of the reasons would be, one, generally it's the perpetrator has threatened the child. Um, so they're actually afraid to actually speak up. The other reason is sometimes the parents or caregiver actually might not believe that, uh, might not believe what the child is saying. And so very often the child is, is blamed to kind of break the family apart and no, they wouldn't do this to you. And so eventually the child, you know, stops speaking in that sense. And obviously the abuse um, continues. Now, what's the dangers of this when, when, when these cases don't get reported? For me, you know, actually being in mental health and dealing with adults at this particular moment, you can actually see that later on a lot of these kids have flashbacks. Uh, a lot of these adults, sorry, have flashbacks. And it has a huge impact because um, the, the victims, or rather I'd like to say the survivors, don't get a chance to move on because they don't get to process and understand it. And they don't, um, you know, no action is taken. They don't get to move on and realize, hey, this is not my fault. Um, they don't get the help that they need. Um, and so later on in life, you're definitely going to see the effects of that. Now, when it comes to abuse matters, uh, Julie, who should abuse matters be reported to? Okay, so it can actually be any child protection services. So one of them is Childline, and their number is 0800-55555. Um, you also have social development that actually has a, um, a number, which is 0800-428-428. It's basically any child welfare organization as well. And they can also report it to 
to the police, according to the Child Care Act, either a social worker or a police officer can um, take measures into place if they feel a child is safe at risk. Awesome stuff. Uh, Julie, closing comments from you? Um, I think it's important. I think one of the things that I'd like to say is have open communication with your children. It's really, really important. We need to talk about it. Um, talk about abuse to our children. We need to talk about appropriate and inappropriate behavior. And should they feel uncomfortable, who can they speak to? That they need to speak out to somebody that they trust. Um, you're also going to teach kids skills. Like, you know, I think we hear it so often about uh, child abuse and, and human trafficking. And so what we then become is helicopter parents. So we're constantly, you know, hovering over our child. But Lloyd, one of the things people need to understand is life happens. You know, sometimes you can get stuck in a meeting or you can get stuck in an accident scene and you're not going to be able to get to your child. Mm. And, and I think what people need to understand is perpetrators look like you and I. You know, there isn't a description for them. And right. so if they're coming to your child, they're not going to say, you know what, jump into my vehicle, I'm going to hurt you. They're going to say, you know what, mom, it's an accident and mm. I need to rush you to the hospital as quickly as possible. And so in that case, I would tell a parent and a child to have a sort of a code between them that only two of them would know, the parents and the child. And so should somebody approach them, this child can say, you know what, what is the code? If my mom did say that, what is the code? And obviously, if that person can't produce the code, then that child already knows there's something not right. Um, the other thing that I do want to stress is child protection um, week is really, really important. But I do want people to understand it's not something that we should only speak about in this particular week. It's something that we need to constantly talk about all the time so that we can ensure that our kids actually get the help that they need. And really, it's everybody's business. Um, It's not one particular person's responsibility. We want our kids to feel safe and protected. We need to report abuse. Um, To children that are experiencing abuse at this moment and really doesn't know know, who to turn out to, Please know that it's never your fault. Um, you know, report it to somebody that you can trust and they will get you the help that you need. Great stuff. Uh, social worker Julie Gopal, thank you very much for joining us on the official drive and helping uh, create awareness. You're most welcome. Thank you, Lloyd. Thanks for having me on your show.